Welcome to Strap On Your Boots. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. In today's episode, I have a two-for-one special, Paul Counts and Shreya Banerjee. They are both fractional CMOs and entrepreneurs. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much for having us. Hey, thanks for having us. We're excited to be here. Yeah, this is cool having two of you guys. So I, I feel a little uh, bombarded here, but at the same time, <laughs> that's good because you know we have three pillars we're talking about today. There's two of you, and I'm a third, so maybe that works. Yeah. The, the three pillars to effective marketing, and uh, obviously, this is a huge topic. We can go on and on about this, but we're going to kind of go off of what you guys have on your website, which the letters FTE, I noticed. Can you kind of give me a basis on where you came up with FTE, why it's so important as a strategy in any company? Yeah. So FTE actually came from my process background. So I'm not a marketer by trade. I started studying mechanical engineering way back when and transitioned into marketing. And I'm a Lean Six Sigma certified black belt. All that means is I'm very process focused. And FTE, what that means is a process that we've developed that you could take in any market that you have, any business that you have, any venture that you have, you apply that, it will work and help you grow. And, you know, as you pretty much grow, (laughs) grow and expand your business. Did you say you're a black belt? I am. Yes. So you can kick my ass. All right. (laughs) In processes. (laughs) In processes. Okay. All right. You had had me going there for a minute. That's awesome. Uh, No, no. Okay, good. Uh, Yeah. Otherwise, I'm not coordinated at all. I can't even walk straight on a flat surface. So I'm not a ninja. You're a bit clumsy. All right. You're you're a a clumsy ninja. All right. I like it. Right. Clumsy ninja. (laughs) I like it. So um, there's a lot of pet peeves I noticed in the market when it comes to startups that are trying to figure out a strategy for um, Mm -hmm. social media marketing or traditional print marketing or any kind of marketing. What are the biggest pet peeves you guys have found uh, in in the marketing world? Yeah. You know, the biggest one is that traffic first mentality. So when people are actually going for their offers, everybody looks at traffic as the be all end all. So they're like, I need to get traffic to my offer. So I need to post this on social media. They think it's going to get traffic. They need to run an ad. They think it's going to get traffic. Well, it might get traffic, but it's not going to get results. And the problem is, especially when uh, you're starting up a business, you're a small business, like in college, you're trained to just run traffic because you're going to go into a company. That's what college is designed for, right? You go into a company that has an unlimited marketing budget. But when you're starting a business, you don't have an unlimited budget. So you need to make sure that the traffic you send is actually going to convert. So we reverse that. We take a foundation first approach and say, make sure your messaging is accurate. Who are you trying to reach on your website? Does your messaging resonate with your audience effectively? And if so, perfect. Then you're good to go to start running traffic. And at the same time, are you capturing people's information? Are you, gather, are you gathering name and email and phone numbers? Um, are you gathering the essential information so you can actually follow up with them instead of just blindly sending traffic? And that's probably our biggest pet peeve is clients ask us to blindly send traffic and they don't even trust the process enough. They think, you know, hey, we hired you, just run all, a bunch of traffic. Yeah, well, these great, are, but do you want that to convert? These are the basics yeah. of marketing, right? I mean, it's it figuring out yeah. your target audience, right? Mm-hmm. Not just not just blathering it all out there. And then right. call to action, landing pages where you're capturing, you're saying, here's what we're selling and please give me your email. So, yeah. but you know, a lot of people don't do that. You're right. They just, they, they just think that the, the smart move is to just throw darts everywhere and hopefully one of them <laughs> sticks, but that's not the way it works, right? You got to really no. target the, the right audience and you got to capture the information. That's great. So, yeah. um, I want to talk a little bit about like 
marketing a business as like a lifestyle or like a hobby versus a real business and like what the differentiator is between the two why some people are are afraid to maybe really do marketing is it financial is it like fear of not getting customers is it um they don't know what to do so they're just kind of like posting it online like you mentioned like what's the difference between the two it's a mixture of everything. It's a mixture of everything that you mentioned and also going after that traffic personality that we were talking about. Uh, we teach a lot of high school students. We, our courses in over 140 high schools in the state of Washington. And the pushback we get from them is like, I have a profile on Instagram. Why do I need to create my landing page? Like we were talking about earlier, right? So the frustration comes is when you just want to build your Instagram profile or TikTok profile or any other platform profile without having that foundation in place and you don't see any results, you might get a million likes. And then you're saying, why have I, why can I make money off of yeah. it? Like, why am I right? selling anything? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if I am trying to sell anything, I'm still not converting because no one thought about, Hey, how do I convert? No one thinks about the foundation piece, mm-hmm. the, the frustration builds in and that, because you're treating it as a hobby, not as a business. So let's yeah. jump into that for a second, Paul, you can, you can go to this one. So let's say I have a TikTok profile and I get a million likes, like Shreya just said, yeah. how, how do I get that conversion? Yeah, absolutely. The biggest thing is have a strong call to action on your profile, you know, so link to your landing page. And a lot of people that are doing influencer type marketing that we see constantly happening is they're sending people to their next social profiles. They're pushing them to link to Instagram or something like that. A lot of people have like a website. I noticed the link tree links that has like a a page that has like a million links on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And those, those can work to a point. Like if you, you know, link tree can work. But you should send them at the, the very first option should be an opt-in to get something of value. So something related. So if you get a ton of likes on a post or, you know, whatever your niche is about, maybe it's fitness, let's say. So you would go, hey, go here and download this, you know, 10 quick diet hacks or something like that, you know, report or 10 nobody quick does diet that. hacks video. No, nobody does that. I, I don't see right? that on anyone's profile. No. And and it's like you're <laughs> I weep for the lost money, the lost yeah. revenue, the lost needs, like you know, Shrey and I were talking about one of the biggest issues happening, right? Like um, college just recently released the NIL movement. So name, image, likeness for mm-hmm. college athletes. So now you've got a ton of college athletes that are out there and they're doing social media posts and they actually have a decent following because the fans of the colleges follow them. But they're doing this exact same thing where they're like, they're just getting paid to post here and there. But that's going to go go away as soon as they graduate college or their fame goes away or an algorithm changes. Well, and you've well, never captured anybody. Let's double down on that. So we're in this age where there's oversaturation in social media, mm-hmm. oversaturation in people trying to monetize influencer content, uh, brands trying to figure out how to navigate and paying people thousands of dollars to post their can of soda or whatever. Yeah. What's the next five years look like to you guys? Like what what's going to happen next? Like, is that going to just start to go away? Like, how do people stand out? what's the, what's the mindset that people need to start really ingraining in their heads? Like I got to do this in order to stand out from the rest. Yeah. It's the, Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to really add like in order to stand out and you don't have to have millions and millions of followers, because that's going to continue. Some people will make it. Some people will not make it, but in order to continue, you have to build your audience. Even if you have a small 5,000 email list, you are going to be way ahead than that one person with a million followers that does not have that email list, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to build your own personal brand and do emails. People always push back on emails for us, but look at all the social media platforms. What do they want from you? An email. 
it's working. It works for a reason. They ask for a reason. So start building your audience. Yeah. So, and so really, think, so you think email lists, what about text messaging? Is that something that people yes. would do? Okay. It, it works that the one downside of text messaging is there's a lot of regulations on it too. And also if you're a U.S. based company and you get international phone numbers, it gets a little weird. So a lot of people say that we hear that all the time from clients who are like text, text, text. I'm like, well, it's easier said than done. You know, you can text, but there's a lot of opt-in FCC is really harsh on, on text message marketing, whereas email marketing still allows you to send out emails and people get alerts on their phone. We still get the largest driver of revenue for us. And a lot of businesses is still email. And that's why we push gathering that just like the big platforms do. And, you know, to, to layer onto that, the, the biggest thing to stick to for the five-year plan down the road, right? Five years is literally stick to the basics. And that's, what's amazing. Like, We've been, I've been online for 23 years since I was 13. Top three basics. Same thing. Top three basics, um, SEO. So SEO content, search engine optimization. So that's grabbing, using keywords in your marketing. So if you are talking about a certain niche topic, so let's say dog obedience training, for example, and you're talking about that on social media. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) You got the dog being trained really well back there. And (laughs) and so like dog obedience training would be a keyword incorporate that into your post because even Instagram's algorithm has gone away from hashtags all the time. And they actually are searching, seeking out keywords and profiles and on what's on post. So using those as the foundation, like core keywords, and you can, one of the simplest tricks people can do to find the right keywords in their marketing is go to Google, just do a Google search for dog obedience or dog training and see all the options. Google is going to tell you people also searched for this. Well, as a business owner, those are keywords you should also incorporate into your videos as the title of your videos, title of your podcast, title of your, um, you know, of your blog post. Title, I mean, the list goes on. I was right? waiting for you to say blog post because you haven't mentioned blogs yet. And I, yes. I, feel, like, I feel like that's the, the oldest trick in the book is to write blog posts with keywords and link mm-hmm. to other articles that journalists write mm-hmm. and tweet them on Twitter and all sorts of stuff. And something else so I wanted to mention about that. Dude, it's it's my number one thing I teach in my course and in my book. It's like writing yeah. consistent 500 word blog posts so mm-hmm. that Google picks up on it because it's it's dynamic and not static. But mm-hmm. um, and when it comes to keywords, there's also some pretty cool websites out there where you can like find out what your competitors are using as their keywords and then yeah. just co- copy them, kind of take the word uh, the work out of your hands, yeah. you know. So we mentioned saturation, right? Like, like say somebody wants to be a dog obedience trainer, but there's like 10 websites out there already like it. There's TikTokers already doing it, Instagrammers and you name it. They're already out there doing this. How do you stand out from them? And how do you capture the audience that you need that 1% of the $1 billion market? Like, how do you do that? You be you because people are going to relate to you. They're not, you know, they're not everybody's going to like you. But people that do relate to you are going to come to you versus the other person who's teaching dog obedience training. Mm-hmm. And that's how you're building your audience. You're attracting your like-minded people. I like that. Paul, what do yeah. you think? It's it absolutely. I mean, it's consistency. Those two things. So being, being yourself, being authentically you. And because we are in an age of no like and trust. And if you're not being authentically you, you're going to get called out in the comments. People pick up on that stuff. And people are very open to that. And if they don't think you're authentic... They're going to walk away. So what Shreya said, spot on. And then the, to layer onto that, it's consistency is so critical. Consistency is ultimate. Those are great, man. Because I, I say the same thing to people. It's like, you know, tell people your truth. Tell people your story. What are you about? You know, don't lie to people. Just tell them exactly what, you know, how you feel and what you yeah. know about, you know, what you know about the product or what you know about the service. And you have to be consistent. You have to keep po- posting, you know, content every single day or week 
you know, I do weekly. I don't do daily, you know, but if you guys had to tell the listeners here, entrepreneurs out there who are either starting out uh, are kicking ass or they might be struggling, what's like the one thing you would tell them that they should do in order to succeed? You don't have to fit in the mold. There is a mold for successful people. You have to wake up early. You have to do journals. You have to do this. You have to read. You don't have to fit in the mold. Be you. Be authentic to you. If you're a person who is, you know, who works amazing at nights, because we do, we're night people. We're not morning people. Mm -hmm. Do that. Make it work to you. Your habit, right? Consistency-wise, when we talked about it, uh, you don't have to post every day. Make a post once a week if that's what you can commit to. Because as long as you're consistent, as long as you're happy with that schedule, you're going to do it. If it's extra pressure, if it's extra stress, you're not going to do it. So be you, know you, because you're the one that knows you, be you. And it's fine. You'll be fine. Just get started. I agree 100%. Paul, you got one last tip for our listeners? Yeah, every day do something. Every day, even if it's a simple thing. You could be out with friends and there's an opportunity to record a short 15-second to 30-second clip on your phone. Do it. That's your one thing for the day. If you do one thing every single day, that's what's going to keep driving your business forward. And one little thing, it does not have to be a major thing. One thing will push you forward. Love it. And so you guys have a marketing agency that you run. Um, What kind of stuff can you do for people? Where can they find you? And uh, do you have anything you're giving away for my listeners? Yeah, so we do. We have a marketing agency. We do uh, consulting on digital marketing strategy to help businesses capture more leads, capture more attention, running, um, you know, we're a full service digital agency. So we do ads, um, but we do have a report, 26 email marketing tips that they can download. Um, they can just go to marketingcounts.com and they'll find that that report there that they can download. It's a great resource for them. Awesome. Yeah. Marketingcounts.com gets your 26 page, did you say, or 26 or step? 26 email tips. 26 so email 26 tips. That's tips a lot. That's a lot. I couldn't even, it was too many. That's too many, man. Like, yeah. There's... A to Z. It's A to Z email marketing. <laughs> so 26 letters. Yeah. Oh, nice. I like it. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks guys. This was really awesome. And I think that we helped some people navigate the murky, oversaturated waters of marketing, right? So yes, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for Thank coming. You. And we'll see everybody in next week's episode. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you learned something today, please support this podcast by subscribing to it, sharing it with your friends, and leaving a five-star review. You can learn more about me at jasonsherman.org, where you'll find information about my book, also called Strap on Your Boots, available on Amazon, as well as my course called Startup Essentials on Udemy or Skillshare. I'll see you in next week's episode.